Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Indeed it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is our Monday afternoon edition. If you'd like to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC. You know, over the past two shows, you've left a lot of people on hold. I'm going to try to correct that today, if at all possible. Yes, news is jumping out from every single corner of the universe, of the media universe, and we're going to try to cover as many stories as we can. Some of them might be of immense interest to you. Others, you might say, why did he pick that story? Yeah, some of them I get from my own, um, the sheet that we put together, the news blast that we do twice a day. Uh, the you know so anyway, if you want that, I'll tell you how to do that later. But let's start with today's. I deem this the top story because at first, Diana Me, our Princess of Policy, sent this to me early today from the story that she had read in the Free Beacon, the Washington Free Beacon. Since then, I've seen the story at other places. It may have been published at the same time, and she just saw that one first and sent it to me. I've seen it at BizPack Review. I've seen it. I've had it sent to me by about 10 people today from different sources in the conservative media world. And I want to talk about conservative print media because conservative print media is doing a bang-up job, and they need to be supported. But let's get to the story first because this is not a story you're going to find in the front pages of the New York Times. It is not a story you will find on the front page of the uh, the Washington Post, nor will you find it at the Hill or Politico at Roll Call. You're not going to find it tonight on PMSNBC or that that pathetic, terrible little station that's having the turmoil now, uh, the network CNN. You won't find it because it doesn't put the 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 current regime in a good spotlight. Here is the story. The Biden administration to fund crack pipe distribution to advance racial equality. The Biden administration is set to fund the distribution of crack pipes, crack pipes to drug addicts as part of his plan to advance racial equality. Mr. President, we've come up with a plan that will help solve the racial problems in America. Mm. <laughs> Mr. President, Mr. President. <laughs> oh, 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 what's the, what? Mr. President, we've come up with a plan. We've come up with a plan to help advance racial equality. <laughs> Mr. President, yes, yes, what is, what, what's your plan? Our plan is to distribute crack pipes crack pipes to all the drug addicts we can find in America and by by distributing crack pipes we're going to we're going to help solve the problem of racial equality <laughs> did somebody tell hunter did, did you guys tell hunter about this yeah crack pipes that's what your government's doing with your dollars the money that you work hard for that you send to Washington DC this is how they are spending it on crack pipes. And it's not chump change. They are spending $30 million 
in a grant program. You know what grant is? Here, here's some money. Go spend it. Oh, no, no, don't worry about paying us back. It's a grant. It's a gift. It's a favor. We want to do you a favor. We're going to give you some money to go buy some crack pipes. The 30 million grant application, they stopped taking applications for it today, starts in May. Nonprofits, meaning a whole bunch of liberal activist organized groups, are going to get slices of this $30 million. That's what the Democrats do to keep their activist base happy. We talked about this the other day, how highly skilled their organization is on the left. Local governments, and then they're going to hand out the money to their favorite pet groups so that their favorite pet groups and and local governments, and you can guess in blue cities which local governments they mean, are going to help make life safe for drug users. This grant is coming from the Department of Health and Human Services. Now, I want you to contrast that with what happens in the private sector. If you go to CVS today, or any day of the week, and let's say, you know, you're desperate, you ran out of smokes, and you go to CVS, you know what happens if you go in there looking for smokes? They tell you, oh, I'm sorry, we don't sell cigarettes. Because, why? Because they're not good for your health, and we're in the health business, and we've decided, we made a a calculated decision, yeah, we may lose a few billion dollars, but we decided that we're not going to sell things that we know are not good for your health. Meanwhile, here's your government with your money saying, hello, crack addicts, hello, meth addicts. Come get your free crack pipes here. Free crack pipes. We've got your free crack pipes here. Step right up and come in and smoke your crack. The HHS says the kits, and they come in a kit. They're going to provide free crack pipes so that users can smoke crack. They can smoke not only crack cocaine, but they can smoke crystal methamphetamine. Now, anybody that has seen what happens to people when they use meth over a period of time should be shocked beyond belief. Come get your free crack pipes here. Smoke your meth here. Come on, step right up and get in line for your free crack pipes. Applicants for the grants are prioritized. Get this. We've got a quota. If they treat the majority of underserved communities, including African Americans and LB. LGBTQ plus persons, they will help advance racial equality. Come and get your free crack pipes here. African Americans and gays, first in line, you get the best crack pipes first. We want to kill you off first. We'll help you kill yourselves off first. Now, Democrat-run cities like San Francisco and Seattle already give crack pipes and other 
drug paraphernalia that you could go to jail for having, by the way, to crack pipe users. But now this is your federal government under Joe Biden advancing racial equality. I know I've got a plan. Let's give the crack pipes to the Negras. Let's do that. Let's give crack pipes to those black ones. Let them, you know, kind of like watching The Godfather. And this was in The Godfather. I'm going to paraphrase it, so don't get mad at me. It was in the movie. When they were debating at the big, big sit-down whether they were going to do drugs and sell drugs, one guy steps up, one of these guys. This is fiction. It was from The Godfather. Don't blame me. And he says, he slams the desk. In my neighborhood, in my territory, we would restrict that traffic to the coloreds. Let them have it because they're animals anyway. Well, that was in The Godfather. Now this is the same kind of mentality. Let's make sure that the colored people get their crack pipes first. What kind of... Ladies and gentlemen, this is insanity. Instead of trying to help people overcome the challenges that they have in life, instead of our federal government's Health and Human Services Department trying to help people, what they are doing is enabling them to kill themselves. And they're doing it in the name of racial equality. This is Joe Biden and the Democrats. This is nothing short of racism on parade from your federal government. And a little sexist because they got the LB, LGBTQ plus things in there too. So if you're gay and African American, you can really step right up and get your crack pipe first. And once again, the government is going to give and give $30 million to providing crack pipes for people to smoke crack cocaine and crystal methamphetamine and any other illicit illicit substance that they want to smoke in these pipes. When you, the average citizen, the average law-abiding American, if you tried to sell or buy this stuff, you could go to jail. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, Democrats. Uh, Speaking about N-words, Spotify, Joe Rogan. Spotify CEO Dan Elk sent a letter out, sent to employees Saturday, that despite mega podcaster Joe Rogan using the N-word in the past a whole bunch of time, you know who squealed on him with this. I thought this was classic. Indie um, the artist, left Spotify over Joe Rogan's music. She started taking a lot of grief in in uh, social media. And the next thing you know, she drops the bomb and says, okay, this guy's been using the N-word 20-something times. And she dropped the bomb, and that's where this story originated from, if I have it right. That's what I read in the news that I saw. Um, Elk said uh, to, in this memo to his staff, I think it's important that you're aware that we've had conversations with Joe and his team about some of the content in the show, including his history of using some racially insensitive language. 
Ew, that's what it's called now. Racially insensitive language. And following these discussions and his own reflections, he chose to remove a number of episodes from Spotify. He also issued his own apology over the weekend, and so he apologized all as well. We're keeping him on here. This man makes a lot of money for us. We don't care that he said the N-word, really, and we're keeping him. Now, James is not mad. I am totally not mad. Because we have such a double standard in this country over words and over cancel culture. If you listen to a fair amount of rap music and gangster rap music, your ears can't go 30 seconds without hearing the N-word in every kind of way. Okay, so if a word is so terrible that it shouldn't be used, then nobody should use the word. If you tell me that words now can be segregated and we can have segregation now, segregation forever and ever, and black people can use the N-word but white people can't, ever use that n-word then i'm telling you that's wrong and i'm sick of it i'm sick of n-word stories people say the n-word it's not a good word we should get rid of it in our vocabulary maybe but people have been using the n-word forever and ever and you know what i'm sick of all these stories he said the n-word 30 years ago let's fire him if somebody's a racist and they do racist things to somebody get rid of them if somebody uses a word that's racially insensitive and they did it a long time ago, then shut up about it and leave me alone. Besides, we all say bad words. I'm not justifying Joe Rogan saying it. I don't know who Joe Rogan is. I don't know what's in. I mean, I, don't, I know he's a podcaster. I have not listened to an episode, a one singular episode of Joe Rogan. I've been hearing for years and years. You got to hear Joe Rogan. Got to hear Joe Rogan. Got to hear Joe Rogan. Okay, Joe Rogan may be the greatest podcaster of all time, and I don't care. I'm sorry, I don't have time for it in my schedule. I'm just doing enough that I can't even keep up with myself. Don't have time to listen to Joe. Nothing against his show. He may have the greatest show ever in history. But if you use the N-word and he's a rotten guy, well, then you have a choice. Don't listen to the rotten guy that uses the N-word. If you think he's a great guy, but he used the N-word, he apologized, you're happy with the apology, then go listen to Joe if that's who you want to listen to, and don't let it bother you. And I don't care. I don't care whether the guy said the N-word a gazillion times a bunch of years ago. Words, you know what, we used to have a saying when I was a kid. I wonder what happened to it. My mother and others used to do this when they get, Mommy, Mommy, he said something mean to me. He called me a name. What would your parents tell you? They said, go out there and say, that's right, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. We know the N-word's one of those, it's a word. Enough already. Now, last story before we go to the break. We got more story, we got news. Yeah, we're going to get to old Stacy sitting up there with all those kids without a mask. Now she's pissed off because people are taking her to account for being the big hypocrite that she is. I don't mean big in that way. I mean big in terms of her hypocritical behavior. Now, Stacey Adams, yeah, okay, I started it already. The View went after her. They say this is one of those unenforced errors. Dumb thing to do. What's that? Abrams. Abrams. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. I don't know why I call her that all the time. Stacey Abrams. Yeah. The View. Whoopi's not there. No wonder they went on the attack for the old Stacy. 
the uh, the views upset. They said it was a stupid thing to do. Meanwhile, her her political opponents, the Republicans, Purdue Kemp, they're all over it. They're raising money with Stacey sitting there, you know, in front of all these kids. All the kids have a mask. She doesn't. But this is just typical of what Democrats do. And now she's firing back at them. It's turning into a point finger thing. Hey, Stacy, you got busted. Take it like a big girl. I don't mean it in that way. Take it like a grown-up. Take it like a grown-up. Just say, you know what, instead of getting all, you know, whatever, because people are criticizing you all defensive, hey, I was wrong. I made a mistake, like so many of my other Democrat friends do. We think we're entitled, and I'm sorry. Story over. The story I was going to do that I just put Stacy instead of was how the Olympians, our athletes, are in tears over there in commie China. They're not getting fed well. The conditions are terrible. And it's cold as hell. Well, maybe not cold as hell, but it's cold as something over there. And some of them are crying. They want to come home. Who knew that living life in a commie country could be so miserable? James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, back with you. Don't go away. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. The Crown Jewel of American Radio. This isn't the version that most of you know, but you should recognize the voice is Charles Wright from the Charles Wright 103rd Street Band. Express yourself. But just don't say the N-word. Ever in your life. Uh, uh. Yeah. Now, you know who else is expressing himself? Old Jimmy Carter, the peanut farmer from out of Georgia. Uh, Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter, Jimmy Carter, has told Politico, well, he says that a full investigation, he, he, he's disputing the results of an election. You know, Republicans are not allowed to do that. Otherwise, they're fringe kook radicals. But when Democrats question elections, why? It's just Democrats questioning elections. And so Jimmy Carter, arguably the worst president until Joe Biden came along, says that Donald Trump was put into office because the Russians did it. The Russians interfered on his behalf. Putin did it. Putin and the Russians did it. I think a full investigation will show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016, he said. President Jimmy Carter, ex-president Jimmy Carter, he lost the election. He was put into office because the Russians interfered on his behalf. Now, this has been discredited by every intelligent source in the world. The moderator at this event, John Meacham, asked uh, Mr. Carter afterwards if he believes that Trump is an illegitimate president. Jimmy Carter smiling, basically what I said, I can't retract. Yeah, that's same with your presidency. We couldn't retract that, even though many of us wanted to. Look, Jimmy, you know, how mad can you get at Jimmy Carter? He's irrelevant now. 
But you see, he's a kook. He holds on to this kooky theory, and he's not going to be canceled out of anything and anybody because he's out there, you know, promulgating his kook views. Our Olympiads. It's not just us, by the way. United States athletes, it's Germans, it's all of them. They're complaining. They don't have enough food over there with the commies. One of them, and they get the same stuff every day. One of the athletes, a Russian, she was probably in on the whole thing, installing Trump as the president. Valeria Venestova went on Instagram. I've been getting this breakfast, lunch, and dinner for five days now. I've lost a lot of weight. My bones are sticking out. I can't eat anything else. I don't know anything about my corona test. I only sleep all day because I don't have the strength to get out of bed. I only eat three handfuls of pasta a day because it's just impossible to eat the rest of that tripe they're serving us. Well, she didn't say that. She said it's impossible to eat the rest of the food. My stomach hurts. I'm very pale. I have huge black circles around my eyes. Wait a minute. I'm very pale. I have huge black circles around my eyes. Where's that picture of Nancy Pelosi? Never mind. I want all this to end. I cry every day. I'm very tired. She added that she ate all the fat off of a piece of meat because she was very, very hungry. And you've had others complain. Okay, you guys want it old com- All of you butt kissers, all of you China butt kissers couldn't wait to go back over to China. And by the way, they're sending these athletes out in weather conditions that are absolutely horrid in some cases with wind chill factors that most people wouldn't even compete in. And they're expecting them to compete. And so you've got all these complaints, not to mention what happens if you get out of line and dare criticize the Chinese commies on their homeland. All you butt kissers, you corporate butt kissers, who see this as just a way to get into China's marketplace. Are you happy now? Nobody except the hardcore even want to watch these games. The athletes don't want to be there. And the only good thing about this is that NBC's taken a whipping. And that's not so bad, given what NBC has been doing to America with their biased so-called news journalism for a few years. For a few decades. I say send Joy Reid over there and let her televise it. Anyway. One last story before we go to break. We are going to get to your calls. Experts say the Delta Airlines call for an unruly passenger no-fly list invites legal turbulence. Yeah, Delta's CEO came out. CEO. And he's yappy with all the people that have been, you know, a maskless. They've had to arrest, a lot, uh, arrest, get rid of a lot of maskless. He wants not just the no-fly ban for Delta. He's, if you commit an act that the airlines think is unseemly, he wants you banned from air travel, period. And even what's left of the ACLU came up against that. They're worried that it's going to be the same way as the government's no terror list where people don't know how they got put on it 
and then they have to fight like heck to get off of it, and it could hurt someone that has to fly for a living. And, you know, the airlines are the only business that I know of. Well, maybe not the only one. But the airlines have now, it used to be, remember when 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 you would go to the store and, and, and you would get good service and sometimes somebody would come in there with a crappy attitude and and back in the old days anyway, the staff would still treat them with respect and dignity because people used to drill into, if you worked for a retail environment, look, the customer's always right. The customer's always right. You have to please the customer. The airlines are one of the only business. The airline is always right. Screw you. You're just a stupid peasant customer. Give us your money. Sit down in the seat. Put your mask on. Shut the hell up. We'll get there when we get there. And your luggage may or may not get there. And you have no rights whatsoever except to give us your money and shut your mouth and put on your mask. Stupid that's the attitude of the airlines these days. And by the way, I am a Delta frequent flyer, and I have enjoyed many years with Delta, but you know what? This is just wrong. In some cases, like it wasn't Delta, what was it, United? They dragged that poor man off the, off the plane a few years ago. I forgot what they said he did. The Asian guy that United or American, which one of them? They dragged the guy, dragged him out on the floor. And it turned out that the guy wasn't wrong about whatever it was. This guy would never be able to fly again. And there, I'm sorry, there are some times when the airlines aren't right. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early, WABC. We are coming back. We're going to get to your calls really, really soon. Don't go anywhere. Oh, no, politics. And so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Fontella Bass. Rescue me on WABC Talk Radio 77 New York. There is one more story. Talk about rescue me. Yeah. I don't know where you dig this out, Rich, but you're on a roll today. You know, um, here's one story we got to do. This is from BizPack Review. And I want to make a note about Biz. Yes, we are going to get to your calls, and I mean soon. But I got to do this story, too, okay? Sirius XM host is out of a job despite apology for saying he'd rather shoot himself than watch a WNBA game. (laughs) It's not funny. This guy's a former golf pro. He denies being sexist or, tra- or trashing anybody. He The other day, he was on the Golf Channel. He was talking about how the LPGA Tour has improved so much. So this is what he said. He said, you know, the LPGA Tour to me is a completely different tour than it was 10 years ago. You couldn't pay me to watch that. You really couldn't because I just, I just couldn't relate to it. It's kind of like, you know... If you're a basketball player, and I'm not trashing anybody, please don't take it the wrong way. But I saw some highlights of ladies' basketball. Man, is there a gun in the house? I'd shoot myself rather than than watch that. And boy, oh boy, next day, he was fired. 
Now, I happen to have been, and I am, a big supporter of women's basketball to the degree that I I don't even watch sports anymore. Let me just be honest with you. I think all this kneeling down anti-American rhetoric has just turned me sour from sports. I am so tired of these overpriced athletes spouting off with things they know nothing about. Most, some of them that are the biggest loudmouths can't put together five sentences to make a paragraph because they never really excelled. They don't know American history, and they just go on and on parroting anti-American things, and they make me sick. Here you are, living the American dream, trashing American, and trashing the American way of life, trashing the American people, and frankly, I just got fed up with it, so I just stopped watching it. Okay, but I don't, you know, if you want to watch sports, and I know the Super Bowl's coming up, I guess some week now, somewhere, and okay, I get it, watch the Super Bowl, watch basketball, whatever you want to watch, but the guy was fired for expressing an opinion, and and if you put this in any other context, I mean, yeah, he works for a sports channel, but... Let's say I said, you know what, I'd rather put a gun to my head than watch CNN because I remember what journalism used to be like. I'd rather put a gun to my head rather than watch PMSNBC because who would want to torture themselves by watching that drivel? Okay, and nobody would say, nobody would say, you've said a bad thing here. Oh, I just got a text from somebody that missed the first 15 minutes of the show. You don't know what you missed. You missed the story about the government funding crack pipes. And they're funding crack pipes because they say it's going to help racial equality. And they're giving special preference to black people and to LBG2Q XRZ plus people. They're giving preference. So come get your crack pipes here. You can just smoke all the crack you want, the crack cocaine you want. Come get your crystal meth. We've got a pipe for you. Come on and smoke it here. Free pipes and free pipes, especially for you blackens and for you gays. Come get your free pipes here. Smoke yourself to death. And American taxpayers are paying for it. And they say this is going to help cure racism. Yeah, like Planned Parenthood. I know what we can do. We can kill off a million black babies a year. That's racial equality. Genocide, the new the new way to deal with racism. Anyway, this poor guy here lost his job. You can't say anything if you're in certain environments. Whole career gone because he said, I'd rather shoot myself than watch ladies basketball. <laughs> WABC. Telephone time. Rich, where do we go? You are on fire today, my friend. Good afternoon. Let us begin in across the pond. Let us jump all the way to Jerusalem and say hi to Joel. Joel, are you calling us? Is this Joel Rosenberg? No, this is a different Joel. But uh, okay, and I'm actually in the. I'm actually Bo. It's a great honor to talk to you. I'm near the Sea of Galilee, and um, Bo, I wanted to get your thoughts on something. Uh, it's a great show tonight, and uh, Thank you, you. You know, there's a. Yeah, there's a movie called The China Hustle. It came out about four years ago. Uh, it's a story of how China has stolen more than $200 billion in Wall Street stock frauds since the last Olympics in 2008 with fabricated accounting. And the CEOs sitting over in China know that they can get away with it. I happen to have lost 10 years of my life savings 
And then I'm going to get to my question. I'm actually at the top of the Google algorithm on every phone in the world. If anyone Googles Joe Biden plus China hustle or Hunter Biden plus China hustle. But I want to get your thoughts on, first of all, if you know about it, if you might like to catch that movie. And if you think that this whole thing could be just one big financial scam on some level to keep Joe Biden in office so that these CEOs in China can take their billions out of Wall Street. I Let me just put it like this. I do not. Thank you for the call so much, Joe. I have not. I am not familiar with the China hustle. I am now. I will take a look at it. Um, do I think that the Olympics are a scam? No, I don't think so. I think China has been trying to demonstrate, especially if you looked at the last time they had the Olympics there, that they are a world superpower, and to them, the Olympics are a stage, a PR stage, unequaled PR stage if they're done right. I think this is going to be a PR disaster for China because everything coming out of the Olympics, you know, no one is focused well, I'm, the, the, the sportsy people that are so invested in sports that that's all they think about, of course, are always going to look at the games and think, you know, okay, let's look at the performance, the gold medals, blah, blah, blah. But the average guy or gal that looks at this and doesn't really care much about the sports, all they're hearing is bad news out of China. So I don't think this, this particular Olympics is going to help China standing. Now, later in the week, we're going to have Peter Schweitzer on with us. He has said, and he's making the case, that $31 million went to the Biden, uh, the Biden, I guess, what do you call it? The Biden family, as in mob family, um, or something. And we're going to get to the bottom of that. Do I think that there's all sorts? We know that China, on the world stage, is not a good neighbor. We know about the currency devaluation that they did for many years. We know about the theft of intellectual property, not just from America, but from Israel and from everywhere else that they could get their hands on it. We know that they're not a good actor. And the only president that we ever had that stood up to China was President Trump. And as soon as President Trump won, the won, won because he did the trade war with China, what happened next? Why, coincidentally, in quotes, all of a sudden, COVID inflicted the world right out of the Wuhan lab. So I think there are a lot of things that people are connecting the dots about with China. But so far, I don't believe that the Olympics and China's involvement in them are a scam. I think it's just a brilliant PR opportunity for China that they took advantage of. I don't think these games should have ever been in China. But that's where I think you're going to find the corporate interest because Corporations all around the world want a crack at China's marketplace. It is the biggest emerging marketplace in the world that has been closed. And if they can get in there and get the Chinese consumers, you're talking billions upon billions of dollars, perhaps even trillions of dollars to corporate uh, to corporate entities over the decades to come. Thank you for the call. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy. We're going to take more calls when we come back. Don't go away. Knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. George Benson brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77, the crown jewel of American radio. Don't forget, coming up right after this show, Cats at Night. And you know, we're going back to the phones in a moment. There's one other story I want to get to. Brett, I'm 
Get your free crack pipes here. <laughs> Do you have the crack, too? Can I get the crack, too? Now, good for math. <laughs> yeah, that's your government. Get your free crack pipe here. Um, um, people are, some people are upset at the rodent kingdom guy. The head of the rodent kingdom. The rodent kingdom. What is he talking about? Disney. The rodent kingdom. The rodent empire. A group of Disney fans are fuming over the soaring ticket prices and long lines at the theme parks. They bought the company stock. They want to, uh, the CEO is a guy by the name of Bob Chapek or something like I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. M- uh, March 9th is the annual meeting, and they want to raise hell. They are just tired of the long lines, the crazy prices over at the Rodent Kingdom when they go to uh, the Disney parks or something. And so they want to protest. This is the most uh, direct way they say to let Disney know if you're unhappy with this guy's leadership. Uh, So it's better than complaining on Reddit or whatever. And so they want a shareholder uprising when uh, the Rodent Kingdom has their uh, annual meeting there. Uh, You know, I mentioned that BizPack story um, a few minutes ago. Um, They have another one with the Joe Rogan thing that's interesting. Rumble is offering Joe Rogan a hundred million bucks over four years to get out of Spotify and to come over to uh, to Rumble. I wonder if old Joe is going to pay attention there. Uh, and there's a note I want to make about conservative media. Thank you, Bizpack Review, for uh, providing the impetus for this. Um, when I went on some of the stories, Bizpack has a donate now uh, a request in. There, uh, in, in, on the website, if you go through the stories there, bizpackreview.com. I use Bizpack every day. I use American Wire every day. I use, uh, so many of the conservative AmericanNewsWire.com. I use Bizpack Review. The Washington Examiner is another great place to find news you won't find anywhere else. The Daily Caller, of course, has been out here. Just the News is another site. Town Hall. And let me just say a note about all of these conservative print websites. These people are bending over backwards, work long hours to get stories to you that you are not going to find on the mainstream press. You wouldn't know about them. Most of us wouldn't know about them. And there's so many, and I'm sorry if I left people out, the blaze, of course, Breitbart's been out here forever and ever, not forever. And Andrew Breitbart, man, what a guy he was. Um, So listen, some of you say, you know, I'm not sending any money to these Republican Party. By the way, I think the RNC is doing amazing things right now, including threatening to exit these presidential debates because they've been biased. But if you're one of the people who say, okay, I'm not sending any money to blah, 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 and and you still want to play a part, I would just urge you to take a look at some of these conservative print publications like BizPack Review, and the money that you might consider donating to a candidate, maybe consider donating it there because a lot of these places are running on shoestring budgets and they actually need to be supported. We need to turn these publications into the type of publications that they have on the left that are just become institutional. And that is one of the ways that we can fight back against this steady stream of canceling that goes on with the social media platforms. And by the way, some of these places are under attack, like you would not believe from the left's organization, from places like NewsGuard, these these phony fact-checking operations, and also their 
their advertising revenue was threatened. If you don't want them to go extinct, conservative print media, they need to be supported. So that's all I have for that. Let's get back to the phones. Where are we going, Rich? We are going to go to Westchester and say hi to John. John, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. James, I want to say you're spot on. I do want to say something about the N-word and the Super Bowl. I don't understand ethnic slurs or racial slurs, how they've become so inflammatory in 2021. Mm-hmm. It's not 1940 or 1930. And I think any blue-collar, working-class person, okay, especially over the last 30, 40 years, have been subject to certain locker room talk because of their maybe their behavior, maybe because the way they acted on the job, I don't know. But the fact that you have entertainers in Hollywood and all these other people being alarmed over what this guy Rogan said, who I've never listened to, is all BS. John, I want to thank you, and I understand exactly what you're saying. You know what? Always what accompanies these these stories, there's usually one word that occurs in all these stories if they're written by the left, and they say hurtful. These remarks are hurtful. And I want to know who's hurt. I want to know who's been injured by hearing a word that they've heard uh, in other contexts for their life. If the word in, if the N-word is hurtful to you when a white person says it, then why aren't you hurt when some rapper says it? Why aren't you hurt when you're on the street and you've got some gangster thug-looking person walking around in casual conversation using the word 50 times within the space of a paragraph because that's half their vocabulary? Okay, because they went to public school and they really didn't come out knowing how to speak English. If it's hurtful to you, why isn't it hurtful all the time? Why is it just hurtful when a person of a certain skin color says it? And so the way that you framed it, it's all BS. I concur. Where do we go next? We will head out to the island and say hi to Ken. Welcome, Ken. WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden. Ken, uh, I spoke to you last week, Rikers Island, the runway, remember? Yes, I do. Yeah, anyway, how you doing, sir? Good, good. What's on your mind this afternoon? Anyway, like when I, just uh, touch base, okay. Um, when I was working on Rikers Island, the, the young guys there I used to throw the N-word around, and I used to ask these guys, I said, uh, I said, why do you use derogatory terms? And I tried to explain that during the Civil Rights Movement, like your grandparents, your your parents, Fought to try to get that word abolished, but people continue to use it, like 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 you said in the rap music and stuff like that. Now, uh, when Little Wayne was in jail, and uh, I was watching him, and very respectful, believe it or not, like total gentleman, you know, uh, you know, total uh-huh. kind person, you know, was like not mean or like, nothing like that. But I used to tell these guys. Like, why do you use that word? Well, I what did hear they, from a lot of white people. I hear it a lot from, like, uh, black folks, you know? What did he tell you? What did he say? Oh, what did who, they, that? What did they tell you when you asked them why did they use the word? What did they say to you in response? But, but actually, really, no response. It's just like, you know, they laugh at you or whatever, but you try to put sense into the head. I think the word should be abolished. I, I don't use derogatory terms towards anyone. I don't think anyone should use them. You know, it, it'd make the world a better place. 
and you know. Ken, I hear you, but let me let me offer a contrasting point of view. Words are symbols of things, and that's what they are in their essence. Now, I could get a, a much better definition of the way language comes from our princess of policy, Diana Mee, because she has a better grasp on the history of language than I do. But I'm going to say this. I don't think words should be banned and that they should be used. I think what we all need is context. And you know what? Human beings are flawed, and we make terrible choices sometimes, including with our language. I think that what we need to do is rise above. People use words when they're trying to be hateful and when they are trying to be, quote-unquote, hurtful to people in certain contexts, okay? And in that case, we should all try to evolve and be better people. But what I'm against are the kind of double standards in this cancel culture now that if you say certain things and you have a certain pigmentation in your skin, it's okay. If others say it, they can't. If, if the word, until I start hearing people demand that rappers and the class and all of it stop saying these words. I don't even want to hear it as an argument anymore. I'm tired of it. I want to deal with the important things right now in society. Like, like how can we fix our failing schools? That's more important to me than whether somebody said the N-word or not. How can we fix this economy that Joe Biden and his administration are ruining on a daily basis? That's more important to the lives of people. It's Monday. We're back every day this week, Monday through Saturday, 4 o'clock each weekday, and on Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock. Again, remember to stay tuned for Cats at Night. He's up next. Keep it right here on WABC. We are New York strong. We are the best city in the world, in America, a nation like no other. God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. And we will return tomorrow. We are just getting started, folks. Be here.